to us. Fires, touchdown Miami. Waddle snuck into the end zone of Miami. Boy, tight throw, tight window. They had to get that touchdown on that play. They get it. What is up, Dolph fans? And welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network, covering your team, your Miami Dolphins. How's it going, everybody? I am your host, Travis Wingfield. And on today's show, it is early morning on Sunday morning here on August the 14th. And we're recapping a Miami Dolphins football game. And if you didn't hear the postgame show on 560 or on the Odyssey app, you didn't hear Seth Levitt talking about how it had been 216 days since your last Miami Dolphins football game. And even though it's exhibition, I am pumped to break it all down. I have plenty of notes. I didn't do five takeaways like we usually do on the postgame show or the, the postgame podcast, I should say. I'm just going to go through all the notes I have. We will rewatch the game again and give you a follow-up podcast on Monday as well. So any omissions we have here, we'll come back and get to on that podcast. We're going to hear from head coach Mike McDaniel, and we'll play some audio from the post-game show on 560, a, a busy episode, but I'm going to try to keep it brief also here of the Drive Time podcast from the Baptist Health Studios inside the Baptist Health Training Complex. This is... The Drive Time Podcast. That's another Miami Dolphins. Let's go ahead and start with some stats from the game as the Dolphins win, first of all, 26 to 24. 12 first downs to the Bucks, 22. Two for 10 on third down, six for 13 for the Bucks. The Dolphins had 242 yards of offense, the Bucks 389. But where the Dolphins got the Bucks was no turnovers, and they had two takeaways themselves. Dolphins quarterback Skylar Thompson was sacked three times. The Dolphins get to the Bucks quarterback two times. The Dolphins had just two penalties for 10 yards. I mean, for a first, you know, a head coach's debut to come out and have a smooth operation, not really any procedural issues. You got to love to see that. But the Dolphins get done with the explosive plays in this game and the ability to go ahead and take advantage of of quick change and get the ball down the field after a takeaway. We saw the Dolphins come out and make a couple of big plays on defense. One of them goes into the end zone and scores on the Sam McGuavin scoop and score after the Darius Hodge strip sack. But prior to that, we have the Elijah Campbell interception with his ankles, by the way, which is one hell of a play by the Dolphins defensive back. But my favorite part about that, and this is where we kind of start the takeaways here, is the Mike McDaniel coaching debut, which we'll kick off the podcast with, to come out and take that shot vertically right after the takeaway, the first play, right? That's, you see great offenses do that all the time. The Dolphins get a takeaway in plus territory and striking distance. They get a little double move by Lynn Bowden, who just gets the DB to absolutely take the cheese and bite upfield. And he runs by the DB all alone in the end zone, Naked, as it's called, as I got a bunch of great comments on Twitter about talking about Tanner Connor being wide open, which is naked, in practice last week. We'll talk about him here a little bit, too, in the notes. But Lynn Bowden, all alone in the end zone, Skylar Thompson does not miss him, and that was great to see for that. Obviously, the execution of the play, but I love the aggressiveness to come out and take that shot down the field. I loved the halftime interview with Coach when he talked a little bit about the idea of preseason and facing adversity that you're going to you're going to face at some point in the regular season there's always adversity in this game and being able to deal with that he talked about needing the reps for this team in general and and the plan to approach 
these preseason games with the approach he has taken and taken this individual case-by-case, day-by-day approach to find out the best way to get his team prepared for September and the regular season. And he addressed some of the things that were, you know, you probably saw on social, that some of the missed tackles early in the game, the Bucks' couple of drives that put points on the board early before things kind of got shifted and turned the other way. Just thought that the way he approached that, the way he talked about getting the running game going in the second half and you come back out with a 21-yard rip to, to start that thing off, just the things that he talked about correcting, we saw correct in that second half, which is great to see those adjustments. Again, tons of receivers open down the field in this game. Trent Sherfield all alone for a 33-yard reception. Lynn Bowden all alone in the end zone. We saw Eric Ezukama have a catch and then break a tackle after the fact like he is wont to do. Muhammad Sanu wide open up the sideline. Plenty of that in this game. We saw that you know a lot in practice as well. So it's good to see kind of some schemed up yards, if you will, some plays where it's, hey, pretty defined, that guy's open, go ahead and let it rip, and to see that occur, and to take those, you know, easy yards, if you want to compare it to, you know, tight windows and, and tough coverage, those are definitely easy yards by comparison, that we saw plenty of that, which is obviously great to see, and how about icing the kicker, <laughs> I absolutely loved that, very cool to see a chance, him get a chance to, like, you know, have the the biggest tangible impact there as far as like late game decisions. You call the timeout, he makes the kick, you bring him back out after the timeout and he misses the kick and you get your first victory, a 26 to 24 victory for head coach Mike McDaniel in his Miami Dolphins coaching debut. Also, before I get to more offense stuff here, I loved the timeout at the end of the first half. And then the the running play, it was like a four-yard gain or something from Miles Gaskin, and then that was it. Go to the locker room. But what does coach always talk about? And this goes back to when we used to play, you know, the audio clips from the coaching clinics that he was on or is a part of it, like quarterback country, all that good stuff that he he put out there with, you know, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, and uh, you know, those that coaching tree about stealing reps where he's coaching quarterbacks and he's like, hey, pay attention here in this line because I want you to watch him get a rep because that gives you a free visualization, a free mental rep. Well, you call the timeout in an exhibition game where the result doesn't ultimately matter. I mean, you want to win the game for your guys and the guys want to win the game. That is important for that aspect, but in the grand scheme of the standings, it doesn't matter, right? So run that extra play. Give Robert Jones and Larnell Coleman and Michael Dieter... And Miles Gaskin, that extra rep, you stole a rep there. I just thought that was a good example of his message matching what he does. Like you walk the walk, you talk the talk, right? That that type of idea. And I thought that was evident throughout the course of this game. I also, again, back to the idea of receivers kind of coming open, changing the launch point for your quarterback. That was really cool to see with Skyler getting out wide, getting on the move, kind of having options to you know, hit the top of his drop and throw from there or get off the spot and throw from there. The way the run played off the pass and vice versa. Again, the open receivers, just really cool to see this kind of come together after so many practices in the training camp and OTAs to actually see a game where all the fans get to see it. It goes on tape. So it's not like, you know, obviously it's not like a mystery because it's out there for us now to see it all kind of go out there. I thought was really cool to see. I thought that Skylar Thompson was fantastic in this game the the velocity on the arm, the quicks to get off the spot. He really just kind of showed you some of the stuff that he can do. And we'll hear from Coach McDaniel in the next segment about 
some areas that the team and Skyler can both grow with, which of course is going to be the case for any player, especially a rookie quarterback. There's never been a perfect game, right? And so for a rookie quarterback that has also, and you'll hear this from coach as well, earned the kind of confusion sometimes where coach has to say to himself like, oh yeah, he is a rookie because he's been so, we've we've been so impressed by him that we don't necessarily, we sometimes forget that he is a rookie and he's going to make those rookie mistakes, but he comes out in the first half, 10 for 12, 122 yards, one touchdown and a 136.8 rating. He finishes the night 20 for 28 with 218 yards and that touchdown, a 106 rating and three rushes for 25 yards, which was also second on the team in rushing. So he was he was exceptional I thought in this game. The way he got off the spot and kept his eyes down the field. We talked about this on the post game show me and Seth. Uh, OJ wasn't there tonight by the way. He was dealing with a family matter and OJ we're hoping to see you here soon man. We're thinking about you buddy. Um so the way Skyler was able to see, you know, different pressure looks and coach McDaniel talked about this in his po- his post game presser about the Bucks kind of taking away the run and and sending some rushes at him. And, you know, for Skyler and a quarterback that wears a red, you know, stop sign jersey in practice where you can't get hit, to see him take his first snaps in the NFL and see live rush and, and you know, guys that are coming at him, live bullets, like you, they can hit you. <laughs> he can hit. He can hit. And he just dealt with it. And he stepped up and got away from the pressure threw the ball well down the field, the accuracy to Muhammad Sanu on that little route up the sideline. I thought that was fantastic because it hit Mo just in perfect stride going up the perimeter there. And it, it led to that big run after the catch. I mean, that's, that was the, that was the story of the day for the Dolphins offense, explosive plays, both in the passing game, the miles Gaskin 21 yard run. That was really the difference that and the takeaways were the big difference in this game. So that was great to see. I thought early on in the game, we saw team speed on defense. That was something we've talked about a lot. And obviously no Jerome Baker tonight. The Dolphins had 17 players down. I think 14 were guys that were listed as uh, first team starters on that initial depth chart. So coach McDaniel makes that decision. Again, we'll hear more from him on that here in just a moment. But you did see some guys that are, you, you, they're going to play a lot of football this year, like Jalen Phillips, who had two pass rush reps where he just took his right tackle into the quarterback's lap. And that's like the power that he can play with. We know about the athletic ability and, and the physical specimen that he is. I thought he was exceptional in his very brief appearance, both against the run and in the pass rush. I thought Duke Riley was fantastic. You saw him run to the football, the pursuit on that screen, on that opening drive where he cuts that thing down. It just was evident all night. Duke Riley was playing all over the field. I thought that, you know, the offensive line, the first team, kind of going in order here of when these guys got on the field. The offensive line was a big thing I was looking at because we did get a chance to see Big Rob, Austin Jackson, Liam Eichenberg, those, you know, second and third year offensive linemen. I thought Austin Jackson and Rob Hunt did a fantastic job off that right side. Again, albeit limited reps, but we saw Skyler having some success going to that right side. And so having that clean platform to throw from, you know, as he kind of points in that direction, get your shoulders and your feet and your hips all going that way. He had clear lanes. He had clear lines of sight. You saw Austin dropping the anchor and getting some good pass pro. And I've been seeing this at camp where guys try to get up under the pads and kind of knock him back. And he just, he just absorbs it and he takes it and he plants that anchor. And you see him and Rob kind of squeezing things together and pass protection over there and just keeping that gap solidified, forcing guys to either go back inside, loop around, or go all the way around the outside where Austin has the you know kick slide and athletic ability to get to them out there. 
And then the way they work together where Austin holds those blocks up and here comes Rob and gets himself a slack of ribs. Go find some work, young man. And he always does that. I was very impressed by that uh, with Rob Hunt, Austin Jackson. I put down some things that obviously needed work on, but they, they improved it throughout the course of the game, which is so cool to see. Tackling was rough early. Some angles were not great early in the running game. Uh, the point of attack wasn't being held. They had the touchdown pass to Jalen Darden, uh, where maybe there was some communication. I'm not really sure what happened, but he was wide open on that particular play. Uh, you know, Igbenogany in the area, Brandon Jones in the area, Nick Needham was back there as well, and he kind of ran that route across the goal line and caught that touchdown in space. The run game had just three rushing yards in the first half, but that was, I don't think there was any other, you know, communications or, or wide open receivers like that in the second half. The tackling was way better. The angles were way better. They held the point of attack way better. The run game got it going like we talked about. So uh, just being like Coach mentioned, opportunistic with the takeaways and scoring on those plays and correct the early bad tackling like he mentioned. Uh, and then for Darius Hodge and Elijah Campbell to have those big first halves and then make those big plays, you know, for those two guys to try to, you know, earn themselves the roster spots here. Sure, they certainly showed out very well tonight. I want to start with Darius Hodge because I've been so impressed by the work that he has shown so far in training camp, just with the pass rush and the run game. He's so strong. He tested so well out of Marshall. He's a young player who had a lot of good pass rush reps where kind of like Phillips just kind of saw him take his guy back into the quarterback and, and just disrupt not only on the strip sack, but also disrupt the pass that eventually was picked off by Elijah Campbell and, you know, led to a big touchdown for the Dolphins that way. And not to mention Elijah Campbell making big tackles in space and coming down and hitting guys and making plays that way. Those two guys had big, big nights. Uh, just kind of going in order of my notes here, some receivers that had the big plays mentioned Lynn Bowden. Good night for him. Coach McDaniel talked about him seizing his opportunity here tonight, which is really cool to see and, and hear from Coach. Tanner Connor, the, the rookie UDFA tight end, the receiver convert, he looked fantastic as a receiver as he did this week in practice, but I really caught wind or caught my, he caught my eye, I should say, when he flew down on special teams and he got a holding call on him like at the 12 yard line. Like you have to bust your butt to get down there to get that holding call. And he registered, I think, 20.88 miles per hour on next gen stats. There's that track speed, which was at the time, the third fastest time of the night by any runner. Uh, other receivers, Cedric Wilson, or pass catchers, I should say. Cedric Wilson had a, a nice day, three catches for 29 yards. A couple of those really nice routes. He caught one ball that was kind of down by the hips where you have to turn the hands over and you drop your eyesight. It's not an easy catch, as, as easy as it looks. He caught everything smoothly, ran good routes. Trent Sherfield had that big gainer as well. Thought that was really cool to see. Uh, the rookies, man. I just, I, I love this rookie class tonight. We talked about Skylar Thompson. We talked about Tanner, uh, Tanner Connor, excuse me. Channing Tindall's work, he had a, a big tackle on special teams. He had two big tackles on defense where he fought around a block and made a play. Another one where he made a play in space on third down to get the defense off the field. How, you got to love seeing that. Eric Ezukama catches two balls, and one of those catches, he... The old Chris Berman. <laughs> it's 1.30 a.m., guys. Uh, the old Chris Berman, like, running through tacklers. That was what he did on tape in college. It's what he's been doing out physically, guys, at camp. In practices, and he's doing it out here in his first game as a pro as well. You love to see that. Cameron Good, I thought, had a really good night, setting a strong edge in the running game. So Ben Still was part of a sack with DeAndre Johnson and Owen Carney Jr. Like, you're getting rookie production all across the board from these guys. So 
Those are my takeaways, my notes for the night. I had some other names written down I want to go ahead and just touch on real quick. All these guys got mentioned by me in the game ball section of the postgame show. Uh, had Austin Jackson and Rob Hunt down. I had Duke Riley, Jalen Phillips. I thought Brandon Jones inserted himself in the running game very, very well. Showed you his skills down in the box. Eric Rowe, the same thing. His run fits are always really good. Darius Hodge mentioned him. Elijah Campbell, Skylar Thompson. Keon Crossan, just that one rep alone. The inside hand jam, the flip the hips, get vertical, the recovery speed, locate the ball, get your hands on the ball. Excellent rep from a guy that had an excellent week in practice. Uh, I mentioned Skyler, Lynn Bowden, Tanner Connor, Cameron Good. And my last guy on the list here, Jason Sanders, man. Four for four, 52 yards, 54 yards, and that was the game winner. And not just four good kicks. Those balls came off the foot, down the middle of the pipes, and it never moved, never flinched. How good is that to see Jason Sanders, an absolute weapon tonight. The difference in the game, really, 12 points off of his foot in a two-point victory. So... Those were my notes. Like I said, we're going to have a rewatch of the game. We'll we'll get a good look at that and kind of pour through it with a fine-tooth comb and come back and have some more notes for you guys on additional podcasts this week before we get back to practice, training camp, and breaking it all down for you out there. Next, we'll come back, excuse me, and we'll hear from Mike McDaniel and his first post-game press conference here on the Drive Time Podcast. That's next. Your host, Travis Wingfield, brought to you by AutoNation. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back here on the Drive Time Podcast, a Dolphins victory edition of the Drive Time Podcast. We're not going to play a win for a preseason game. We'll save that for the regular season. So it is coming. The Dragons are coming once we get to September, but I'm not going to do it right now. I do want to get, however, to head coach Mike McDaniel's post-game press conference because... I say it every dang time. I love these pressers as much as any press conference I've ever heard. Let's go ahead and get to Coach McDaniel here first, talking about the decision to play guys the way he did or to not play guys and the case-by-case, individual-by-individual basis. Here's Coach Mike McDaniel. You know, it's a it's a balancing act. Um, there's a lot goes into it. Um, I talked to the players about it. Um, I waited all the way until Thursday evening to finally stamp it. Um, but I talked to the players on Friday that um, it wasn't a necessarily a um, punishment or a reward. Um, it was every individual and where they're at, who needs it to perform on week one. You do your best guess. So it is. Um, it wasn't the we we're just sitting guys um, because they've done X, Y, or Z. It was more um, protecting people against themselves, 
realizing specific positions that um, guys could get, you know, a little taste of um, a game and then get them out. You know, so it's a balancing act um, that we'll continue to do during the preseason um, to get ourselves best ready for the regular season. I mentioned this in the post game, but you have to be thrilled about the fact that coach is going to take that approach. That's a rhyme, but also that so many guys he feels are in a position to be able to sit on the sideline and support their teammates. Like that's a good sign with the work they've put in. They've been deliberate about the work. We've seen a lot of good stuff out there in training camp so far, the joint practices and now a victory here in week number one. And speaking of the players and you know, the, the segment, the theme we had in the podcast uh, earlier in the week, or I guess it's last week now about guys playing for each other and how important that is and being aware of your actions and the impact on your teammates. Coach also talked a little bit about the players really playing for each other and wanting to win together and having a certain competitive nature where like they wanted that W at the end of the game, even if they were in shorts and their Jersey. And that just speaks to like the, the requisite fire you have to have to play in this league. And it goes back to, you know, something we talked about in the podcast so many times, not just the talent impact of guys like Tyreek Hill and Teron Armstead and the list goes on and on, but also the veteran presence, the leadership, the work ethic, the example those guys set. It's a big, big deal. I think we saw a bit of it right there as well. Here is Coach answering a question about how happy he is with the performance, with the victory, and talking about what the preseason's all about, presenting and overcoming adversity. You're never going to be completely happy with a performance. There's, that's the point of being a coach. You know, the day that you have a perfect game, I feel like we should walk off to the sunset. So I, I was happy with how they handled adversity, that things didn't go their way. We kind of st- started behind the... Um, eight ball a little bit, you know, they, they were, they were running a bunch of pressures. So, um, you know, we were struggling to get the run game going for, for reasons because they were committing to stop it. So, uh, I was, I was happy how they responded and there's, there's a lot we can learn from it. Skyler, um, you know, it's funny. I have to check myself when certain things will happen during a, a game or practice where I'll, I'll feel myself getting impatient with him because I've completely forgotten that he's a, he's a rookie, you know, but he is a rookie, but, uh, you know, to his credit, you know, he, uh, we rely on him as a, as a veteran. So that, that's a, it's a hard thing in this league to, um, with a night's sleep, go in as a starter. Um, we were pumped to get him that opportunity. I know, uh, he feels like, and we'll all feel like he left, he left a lot of, not a lot, but he left some plays out there. But the biggest thing is we didn't have any turnovers as an offense. Um, I think we had one penalty, so that's something to build on positively. And you can't um, have those type of uh, statistics there specifically if you don't have um, efficient, good quarterback play. So it, it was it was cool to watch him. He was pumped. Um, he was very salty and. Uh, every series because he was like mad at himself for whatever happened on on the previous series and that's that's a good starting point because he he uh, he he didn't shy away from making plays either after he was frustrated. There was a follow up presented to Coach there about Skyler a little bit and uh, Coach mentioned that he thought the game started out a little bit slow from an operation standpoint and that he had a conversation with Skyler about hey dude you need to get in and out of the huddle a little bit faster. And he said that Skyler responded and he was impressed by the way he did respond. It's that adversity, right? Overcoming it once it's presented. And that's a uh, super valuable thing for these guys to have. 
this time of year. And at the very end of that, he also said Skyler is a stud and we're happy to have him. So that was really cool to hear from Coach McDaniel. Also heard him talk there a little bit about the focus of the Bucks early on to really kind of take away that run game. And that just got me thinking like, okay, well, we, we saw the chunk plays in the passing game that came as not a result of that, but like that was what happened, right? You, you take away the run game, other things might open up. And that's with 10 and 17 and one on the sideline, right? Like those guys play and you want to commit to the running game. We'll see, you know, that's, that has me excited as a fan of this team and someone that covers this team as closely as I do. So uh, it's something to think about there with, with, uh, you know, coaches comments and, and the way this, this team looked tonight, the way they, they have looked in training camp and, and the players that did not play and the players that will come back looking forward to having all those guys when they do get on the field, uh, whenever that has happened. Let's go ahead and go to one last question here for coach about his first NFL head coaching experience. And I just love what he talked about here a little bit with regards to keeping his mind in a certain place, keeping a certain focus, but also his comment about how it kind of felt like practice because if you practice like you're supposed to play, then the game will feel like practice, right? And that kind of brings me back to a final point here on coach about the practice structure and how much 11 on 11 we get during practices, which is always fun for the fans to see, obviously, but also, you know, practicing football is a good way to get better at football too. So I think that's a good example of that. And you play like you practice, you know, Seth gave me a speech about that in the post game show about getting ready for the, the show and, and the notes and everything that goes into it. It's all, it's all relative. It's all reflective as far as, you know, how we get things done. And with the Dolphins football team, they looked a lot tonight, like they practice and it results in a victory. Here's Mike McDaniel on his first head coaching experience in the National Football League. It'll be interesting to um, maybe reflect on the plane for like five minutes. Um, but, you know, really in the, in the moment, um, you know, you f- I feel such obligation to the organization, the players, the coaches, that um, it just felt like, uh, you know, I was, I was trying to fixate on what my job was at the time. So... Um, I didn't really get, you know, I, I guess I did feel there were some goosebumps in the national anthem for sure. But it, you know, you try to do your best to, you know, for me, it, it, there was a lot, a lot of it that felt like practice. Um, because if you put yourself in the right mindset each and every day at practice, practice should be like a game in theory, right? So um, it, I was just focused on doing my job um, for, you know, for all the players and, and coaches in the organization um, and the beat writers. Um, so that, that it, was, it was cool to get that out of the way um, so that we can um, continue to focus on getting better and, and, uh, and making everyone the best they can be you know, for regular season one. Last thing before our break and a segment from the post-game show tonight. Coach was also asked about the Trill Williams injury, which you saw if you watched the game, obviously, and, and whether or not he's, you know, what the prognosis of that is. By the way, just love the way Trill played. Love the way he inserted himself down in the box and got after the quarterback, got after the run game. He is a versatile multiple player. And I love, Coach said we're going to wait for the science and kind of wait for that to help us make a statement on the injury. So no further news on that. But I love the way he said 
all it is for Trill is a setback. No matter how long that setback is for, it's a setback, and that's that's something he can go attack. So that was just, again, more cool stuff from Coach. Let's go ahead and take our last break here. We'll come back on the other side with a segment from the postgame show with me and Big Seth on 560 WQAM right after Dolphins games wrap, and also on 99 Kiss Country. That's next here on the Drive Time Podcast. Your host, Travis Wingfield, brought to you by Auto Nation. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the 2 o'clock hour, recording this podcast on Sunday morning. We have one last segment here. I'm going to go ahead and drop the audio from me and Seth on the postgame show, 560 WQAM. You can find us after every Miami Dolphins game on your local radio and also on the Odyssey app. Let's go ahead and play the audio. Postgame show, Dolphins win 26-24 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What is up, Dolphins? And welcome to the Miami Dolphins' fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network. We've got the Miami Dolphins podcast network in the house. Seth yes, Levitt sir. from the Fish Tank. I am Travis Winkfield, host of the Drive Time podcast. And Big Seth, we're back, man. The 2022 season is underway, and I know it's just exhibition football, but man, it feels good to evaluate the guys in aqua and orange tonight and to get a dub dolphins win 26 24 big seth how we doing tonight man couldn't be better it feels great to be back it's almost like we never left travis and what is better than a barn burner like you said preseason football that goes right down to the wire there a missed kick how about can we talk about mike mcdaniel's impact on this team already uh, massive I- icing the kicker <laughs> i mean like 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 he's been doing it his whole life I mean that that was the the la- the footnote on my McDaniel kind of blurb here I wanted to talk about and I guess we're going to leave with coach you? no you didn't I I wanted to get to him first so you kind of took me right into it the the first part that I thought was great about coach McDaniel's coaching debut and victorious coaching debut 26-24 was the first touchdown the offense scored the shot play off the quick change off the turnover I mean that's that's what that's what a lot of the good offenses do. You make a quick change and you come out and you strike big for the touchdown. And all of a sudden you've got two big plays and can be very demoralizing. How about the taking the timeout at the end of the first half? I thought was great. Got the extra play. You talked about stealing reps, right? That's what you want to see. It's a practice, right? Don't waste any reps, whether it's mental, whether it's visual, whether it's on the field itself. That's what he did. And then you mentioned it there. He's one for one in his career. Icing kickers. (laughs) The form was great. I thought the hand met the top of the fingers. Timeout gets called. He makes the kick that he iced him on, misses the kick when it matters, and Dolphins are 1-0 here in the month of August. <laughs> 1-0 in the month of August. <laughs> Doesn't get much better than that. Look, we've been waiting a long time for some football here. It's been seven months. I counted it. 
counted it single-handedly, 216 days since the last time we got to see these guys in the aqua and orange walk out in the field, and they turned the clock on. They actually turned the clock on, and they came away with a W, and that's what we're here for. The best sport in the world, and it's the shortest season we get. It seems kind of cruel that way, but McDaniel, I think, obviously gets, gets his first career victory, so kind of the story there tonight, but under center, we talk about that position every single week on the postgame show here. We're going to go right back to it because rookie Skylar Thompson, speaking of first career victory, Big Seth, 20 for 28, 218 yards, a touchdown, a 106 passer rating, and three rushes for 25 yards. But most of all, he had you pretty fired up all night long. I was fired up from start to finish. It, uh, it was here. I was here for the Skylar Thompson show. <laughs> you certainly were. And he brought it. Now, listen, uh, you know, we can have fun with it. And preseason's the time, right? You find the, you find the last guy on the roster there to line up under center, and everybody gets excited because he rallies a team uh, against the guy who's going to be at UPS or Kinko's <laughs> the next day or whatever it might there. be. And, and, no, I mean, it just it is what it is, yeah. and people get excited. Oh, you should be the star. This isn't about that, but... This guy played the entire game. Played the entire game. I don't know that I've seen that before. Usually you see the starting quarterback or somebody go in there and get a series, get three reps, you know, hand the ball off three times and get out of there. Played the entire game, and it didn't look too big for him, Travis. I mean, he he looked like an NFL quarterback to me. Yeah, there were some throws. You know, if you're going to throw it away, throw it away, Skyler. There's some <laughs> things that we're going to talk about. But, uh, you know, he certainly has the physical tools. I think we've heard that uh, if you listen to drive time. If you listen to drive time at all, he's got the physical tools. He's got the big arm. He stands up there tall in the pocket. But he, he had pocket presence. He was cool under pressure. He, he, he did not look like a guy playing his first NFL game. And that's exciting. What, the, what does that mean on the roster? What do you, maybe it presents more problems than it does, you know, because usually you see a guy taken late and they're going to bury him in the practice squad. Well, if he keeps making noise like this, they might have to make some hard decisions. But it was fun to watch him play. Because the rest of the NFL gets that tape, too. And, of course, if you try to stake him on the practice squad, then you lose. You take the risk of losing him altogether. But that's, that's a long way down the road. Long way. I'm glad you mentioned the pocket presence because my first note on him was how his eyes stayed downfield. I've been peeking at your notepad all day. I just <laughs> want you to know that. As, we, as he's doing an interview on field right now with Kim Bocamper on W4. But uh, he kept his eyes downfield during you know all these pressure situations. And that was cool to see because... You know, practice, you know, no one loves practice like Travis Wingfield, right? That's <laughs> that's kind of the backup to the no one loves preseason practice. football like I do. But you don't get a chance to really see quarterbacks have to feel that pressure because they have that red stop sign for a jersey on that keeps the defense off of them. But tonight when the Bulls are live, he looked pretty dang good. The feet were the feet were active. He kind of got off that spot and moved the ball with his legs and his arm, obviously. I thought the accuracy was pretty good on most of his throws. The the shot up the sideline to Mohamed Sanu on the uh, game-winning drive there, that ball took him right into a big run after the catch, which is so critical, even when the guy's wide open, to, to put that ball in that position to help him maximize the play. But I also want to go back to your very first point about the fact that he played the entire game you know, Teddy Bridgewater, after one of those scrambles where he kind of cuts back in and tries to make a play, hey, good play, young buck, but go ahead and get down because I'm, I'm feeling pretty comfortable you over here on the bench. think he was saying that, a little veteran move there? Like, I'm not trying to tie my shoes here right <laughs> now, fellas, so don't, don't get yourself too banged up. I got to go find my helmet because, you know, if, if you're going to be doing that stuff, I got to get ready, but I don't, I don't want to do it. So, no, that was, that was a big part of the game, obviously, but it kind of turned around there a little bit, Seth, and the defense got things cooking late in the first half. A couple of plays, a couple of turnovers, and, you know, that was – was it the first half or the second half when they got the takeaways? Now I'm, now I'm forgetting. I think it was the first half. It was the first half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the big takeaways that led to the big plays late in that first half. That was, I mean, that was kind of the point that I wanted to go to right here because last year and, you know, a couple of years we've known you, each other. 
this Dolphins defense has a way of when the game's kind of, you know, maybe not going their way or maybe it's kind of stuck in the mud a little bit. Here comes the defense for a big sack, a big takeaway. And that was the case again tonight. Yeah, it was great to see. And look, it, it, apparently it doesn't matter who's out there. It, it's just they're being coached up that way. We know that turnovers are important to this defense, to, to every defense, but this defense certainly butters their bread with turnovers. But when you have turnovers converted to points, now you're, you know, now you're really cooking, as you like to say. And that's exactly what happened here. And, and, and you know, we talked about this a little bit, Travis, is that you know, we're watching this. We cheer for that logo. We love seeing that dolphin on the side of the helmet. And doesn't, it doesn't matter who you were yesterday. You put that helmet on today. You're, you know, you're our guy. You're on our squad. And some of these guys we knew and we were familiar with, and some of these names we're just getting to know. But that looked like a Miami Dolphins defense we were familiar with. That was what you were saying during the game. Like, I'm seeing these guys in these aqua jerseys, and maybe I don't necessarily know like intimate details about all 90 of them but here i am getting Doesn't fired matter. up yeah it's that it's that logo it's that color it's that jersey that just kind of gets you saying takes. like i want to i want to see him succeed so that's what we're looking at here but you get the elijah campbell interception which by the way snag that thing with your feet i'm sure he probably didn't think that would be his first career pick taking it with the ankles down there but still a great play to Whatever go down and dig that thing out and that came off of a darius hodge pressure which kind of forced that quick throw there and he was able to close on that short pass as a result of that and then Darius Hodge comes back with a sack fumble that Sam Egwavon picks up and takes it back to the house for the touchdown. So I thought that was, you know, we talk about the big plays, man, the big splash plays. McDaniel coming back with the shot play after the interception that it was. And so you get these touchdowns in quick succession. And that ultimately wins the game for the Dolphins tonight, Big Seth. Yeah, I, well, I mean, you just kind of gave us a great recap of everything that happened there. And again, look, it's preseason football. I know you love it. I know Dolphin <laughs> fans are fired up and they have a good reason to be. And you certainly, it's always better to, to come out with more points than the other team at the end of the day. But the reality is, is you just want to see progression. If you hear Coach McDaniel say that, he wants to see people learn. He wants to see if there's mistakes made, that they're not going to make the same mistakes, you know, the next day. And, and hopefully we saw a lot of that. But I, I think there was a lot to take away from this game beyond just the fact that they ended up winning in the end. Because ultimately, I don't think that that's critically important. In Baltimore, maybe it's critically important. <laughs> Here, I think it's more about, you know, are you improving? Are you watching certain guys? You texted OJ and I a list at the beginning of the game there, and you said, hey, here's guys that I want to watch, and, and I want to hear more about what you thought about those guys. But I, I think there was a lot of good to take away. But I, I, I am on the Skylar, the Skylar Thompson trade. I, I, That's what I'm riding. From all the, the opening drive, preseason. I felt that from you. Yeah, well, from the opening drive, I think before, before they kicked the thing off, yeah. I told you. Go back and check the Twitter feed. <laughs> hey, it's, that's receipts. We'll pull the receipts out when we do good, too, not just when we do something wrong. So if you haven't heard, the third member of our, our broadcast here, OJ, was with us for most of the game tonight, but he is attending to a family matter. So, OJ, we're thinking about you, big dog. We'll look forward to having you back next week here when the Dolphins take on the Las Vegas Raiders. All right, there we have it. One post-game recap podcast in the books here on Drive Time. In the meantime, that's going to be my time. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow for another deeper dive look at this game tape and get you some further notes on the players and things that stood out from the game. We also have the Twitter Spaces show on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock. Do not forget to check that out. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. You can follow me on Twitter at Wingful NFL. Follow the team at Miami Dolphins. Check out the Fish Tank with Seth and Juice, Kevin Carter coming up this week. Check out the YouTube channel for Dolphins today for media availability. You can find Coach McDaniel up there as well. Last but not least, MiamiDolphins.com. Until next time, fins up. Caroline, you're asleep, but daddy's home.